Welcome to the Line of Sight Gaming Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number, I just looked it up and forgot, 27 of the <laughs> Line of Sight Gaming Podcast. Professional podcast. Yeah, highly professional podcast. Hi, everybody. My name's Chandler. I'm here with Brett. I am here. And Jaden as well. I am. And I, don't, I mean, compared to some of the intros that I've heard from Brennan Lee Mulligan uh, recently on Critical Role, that was fine. So, yeah. <laughs> as, yeah as far as I'm concerned, we nailed it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So here we are, everybody. Do we have any news? We have a new website coming soon. Yes. It'll, I guess it'll be pretty pretty close to out at the point yeah, that like anybody's listening to it. Or two, already out. Two days. Uh, Lineofsitewargaming.com should be live like two days after this premieres or three days after this premieres somewhere in that range and if you're listening yeah. to it after that point then it already exists and you've probably heard of it and that's where you found this cast there you go yeah nice uh yeah that's that's is there other news really we've got i mean there's a lot of stuff going on but um other than that at the moment yeah, since totally we're it. starting podcasts about other games at this point, we probably don't need to announce news for every game system we're following under the sun yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Well, at least for oh, those two, right? Yeah. Is there anything yeah. happening for Conquest? Um, we, saw the, we saw the core rules for First Blood. Mm. Yep. Um, and yeah. they're... They, <laughs> they have a couple of War Machine mechanics, <laughs> which was interesting. Yeah. I mean... War Machine was a really good skirmish game. Mm-hmm. Still is. Check out Brawl Machine. Anyway. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, they also posted up um, Parabellum is selling bases, like pre, pre-made pre bases for mm-hmm. Conquest, which is nice because you end up with a lot of those and it's a lot of work. Yeah. So way to, way to turn some cash into less work. <laughs> um, which, you know. It can be very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. What are we talking about today? Brett, this is a you topic, right? Yes. So, I famously hate getting demos. This is not a lie. I, it's every single demo that Chandler or I have ever given Brett, he's hated. It's true. And so... And, and then I've played my first game of Conquest, my first game of Runestone. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last couple weeks, and it's got me thinking about how do you design your game in such a way to support players having a good first experience? Hmm. Okay, so let's, let, I mean, let's talk about the problems you can encounter. Sure. Uh, well, there's a lot of things. Uh, we're, we're wandering into learning, which is a thing that I know a fair amount about. Yeah. Uh, so let's just talk about barriers to entry that you can yep. just have um, as as a new learner, because this applies to basically everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, if something isn't engaging, you won't engage with it, which means you'll miss a lot of things, which means that you won't be very good at it, which means you'll engage even less. And that's a self-perpetuating cycle of destruction. Yeah. Um, um, so... Don't let your demos be boring. Don't let your demos be boring. Uh, second thing is that if there is too much information or if it's very, very difficult to um, understand why the things that you're being told are relevant, 
uh, the person will get overwhelmed or will be anchorless and unable to um, like keep up or invent like yeah they just won't have any way to like reference anything around them and it becomes meaningless jargon that flies right past them yep yeah and this is really hard for people who play the game a lot because there's just a lot of things they know mm -hmm. like really deep down and explaining them is really difficult well and the other thing is that people when they're talking about something that they're unless they're like a teacher and they've trained not to do this they will talk way too fast like oh, yeah it's absurd and you don't even realize you're doing it um right so that's yeah that's especially awesome. if it's something you know well oh yeah and you'll just like breeze through it and they'll be like wait what what's that mean what does that do what order were those things even in because they can't keep keep them straight right right um and then the third thing that can really really stand in somebody's way is if information isn't structured in a way that's easy to learn and what i mean by that is we have a, a concept in teaching called chunking where you will take an important point and like gather all of the important pieces around it uh, so that it's easy to like pick up all of them at once or like at least very quickly. And then everything else will build off of that. And that's called scaffolding. So you should have like something that's easy to approach that then scaffolds into something um, that's slightly harder, but because you have a foundation already built, you can reach a little bit farther into the complexity pool for it. Then maybe this is just a me problem, but mm -hmm. I have huge problems with like pride and ego when it comes to demos. So yeah, I want, I'm usually the one teaching games. Mm -hmm. So I, I hate feeling like a rule doesn't make sense or I don't understand what's going on or like, I don't know how I got here. Um, so you're describing an interesting phenomenon, which is roughly tr speaking. And my wife's actually been talking to me a lot about this lately, um, that people are really bad at s even a slight amount of discomfort. Um, and the early stages of learning something are the definition of discomfort because yeah. they're because foreign. you, you, you literally don't know anything about it. That's the whole point. So that's uh, that can be a, a big problem for a lot of people. And it's one of the things that um, doesn't actually go away. Like people don't inure themselves to that sensation unless they deliberately go out of their way for it. And there's not a lot of people like that out there. And, and that's how I keep getting a bad demo and then giving it a second shot. I'm like, oh, I actually really like this game. Yeah, probably. I'm just going to throw a wild guess out here between your demo and your second demo or your second game. Do you do like a reasonable amount of self-research and information seeking about the game? No, I do that before the first game. Okay. <laughs> and, and that's what you're doing. That? That's what, well, that's what leads me to trouble is mm. that I start like, like reeling off the rules. I know, I do know they're like, Oh, we know how to play. And then they're like, they're like, okay, this isn't a demo anymore. And then they just crush me. I'm like, all right, we're done. I don't ever want to play this game again. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, there's like three and a half things there that a game probably has to address somehow with his demo system. Yeah. Um. So shall so we start? The question. The question I have is, how much of this should you design into the rules of your game versus how much of this should you make like a specific demo process for and i think that 
is a question that more companies need to ask themselves because I don't actually so, think that many that's actually do. this is kind of an interesting thing uh, that Conquest actually gets into a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you demoed Conquest or did your first first games of it exactly, um, but uh, in Conquest, what something that um, technically anybody has access to, but Vanguards are encouraged to use this. Vanguard being their like volunteer system is they actually have like a like you should set the table like they have a diagram that's like here's how to set up a table with a very specific set of units at very specific like distances and angles from each other and start the game from there oh my like, god that's what i wanted to do yeah don't don't like demo. yeah don't start from nothing don't like don't reinforcement everything in like you would with a normal game like yeah. just start with the units on the table and it's 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 a unit of you can do a few different things but the the one that they suggest is it's a unit of steel legion a six stand block of men at arms a base regiment of crossbowmen and a base <clears throat> regiment of household knights that aren't on the table yet mm-hmm. and then the spire's half is six stands of force grown drones an abomination three marksman clones and a and a set of three three brute drones that aren't on the table yet so you get like one unit that isn't on the table yet. So you get to see how reinforcements come on, but everything else is like, here's a bunch of stuff positioned already ready to go. Right. And so they have actually like a a suggested, here's how you should demo the game, which I don't know that I've ever seen before. There is one Uh, other company who does that. Uh, The Marvel crisis protocol, quick start rules have an exact terrain layout squad assembly per side and squad placement of models to start off the demo game with. And it's very, very similar to that. It walks you through what exactly okay. what you should do. Yeah, and I think I think that's a huge mistake people make when they're just like, oh, just play a game out, is because yes, deployment is critical to the game, but it's boring. Until you understand it, yes. Yeah, it's like like yes, it's the chronologically first thing you need to know but it is not the thing that's going to grab people's attention. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a really interesting point in that I think that you can have an excellent demo process that has, you know, a lot of the core rules in it, but that also skips over a lot of either boring like deployment, overwhelming uh, look at tactics cards for Marvel crisis protocol or like Mm -hmm. stratagems for 40 K or uh, like really finicky see really limited selection on heroes and mcp or uh like the the starter boxes for for conquest um they they've deliberately chosen models and interactions that are not overly complicated but showcase the game well right mm-hmm. like um in mcp you've got a character on each side that can throw things you've got a character on each side that can do some amount of like p- mispositioning or moving around you've got two different leaderships that do something cool but simple um I imagine that in Conquest, you get to see, does the Spire side have all of the regen stuff in it, baseline, or is that not in the core box? Uh, no, no way. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, like, you don't even have characters <laughs> in, okay. the, um, in the demo, the demo versions. So you don't, yeah, you don't have any of those army. Well, and the other thing like that, that both of these demos are skipping completely is the list building process, which for both games can be really overwhelming for a new person. Yeah. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and I think this is a really interesting showcase these two systems of like these are complex games with lots of you know 
player agency involved that have chosen to say, all right, you know what? We need to pair off specific things in order to make this palatable for a new player. And so if we go back to the three like main tenants that we got, we've got engagement, uh, we've got um, overwhelming, and we've got chunking, right? And this process kind of does all three of those things. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it, it grabs the important stuff. Mm-hmm. It it tries to showcase the like what makes the game great as early as possible. Mm-hmm. And then it also sa- it saves the like foundational but uninteresting stuff till later. Right. Yeah. And um and especially like the foundational but uninteresting stuff like list building. List building for games tends to make a lot more sense to p- people once they've actually played the game and understand how lists are built and what the purpose of the things in the list is, right? And some people can bypass that step. I'm one of them. I can just watch the game enough and I can figure out why lists are built the way they are. That's that's a little how I work as well. I I tend to I tend to actually not demo games so much as um absorb the entire game and then play it for the first time (laughs) well and but this is how it backfired for me in conquest because i i understand that because like um because yeah i did a ton of reading i researched a lot of a lot of things i knew exactly what characters and models i wanted to buy and then i get into my first game i cool i do some really cool thing i feel great like oh this game's awesome and then i'm like oh yeah you were cheating i'm like what a what a horrible feeling right and i think that's why starter box design is very much underrated and very important to do yeah certainly it's underappreciated by people that aren't like actively doing it right yeah because like you have to make all these expensive purchases before you even get to the point of a demo Mm mm-hmm and a starter box can like mitigate those costs Right. And if done right, it can immediately make you want to get on the Internet or go to your store and buy more. Right. Well, but the worst thing a starter box can do is you play your first game. You're like, oh, I'm never going to use any of this crap again. Right. And that's that's a huge problem that a company needs to, like, seriously consider and think about and put a significant amount of development time into, I would would argue. Well, and 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 constantly updating it. Not necessarily, but certainly constantly reevaluating it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it is tricky when you have games that are that are being updated. Right. I mean, this was one of the problems that we saw in War Machine, right, is that you had I mean, Battlebox games have a million problems, but um, that it felt like they it put them in this weird situation too, where it's like the casters and all the models in it, like couldn't change too much because <laughs> then it would like screw up the, the, the battle boxes that they had put together. And like, so they, they would have had to have kind of reevaluated that regularly, right? Which is a tricky thing to do. And that's one thing that I do really like about like how Conquest does it or how you were saying, how you're saying Marvel does it, where I think one of the problems is that um, especially if you want a game to be very like really reward skill, right? Time investment. Mm-hmm. Um, you you inevitably create a, a, a pit to fall into when it comes to, to demos, right? In that it's like, well, the more that skill is rewarded, the more it's kind of hard to demo the game if you're very, very good at it. And and that is absolutely true. And that can be a huge problem, even if they're really well designed, 
right? I yeah. have this problem it, constantly. I'm bad at demoing games because I can't oh, not take the optimal it, yeah. like line. I just can't <laughs> do it. I just like reflexively I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this exact best thing. And then no, looking back at it later, I, it's like, oh, that was terrible. Why did I do that? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it, it I'm bad at it on both sides in that respect. And that it's very hard to be like it because it's a bad thing where I it's not that I always just go like, oh, I better do the optimal thing to really screw over this this demo player. It's that I want to like explain that these things are an option that I see that you could do. Like, isn't it cool that you could do this kind of a thing? And it's like this is literally meaningless to them at this point. And mm-hmm. they they don't even know what that means right now. Just don't worry mm-hmm. about it and just get through the mechanics of the game. And that's one thing that I really like about how like Conquest has done it here, where they're like, set it up exactly like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then like this is kind of the thing like it even has like a section two fighting the battle. Here's the things you do to break down the turns. And then here's the phases and kind of talk about how they all work. And they like really guide you through that process. And it helps, especially with people who there's some people who are just really good at doing demos, right? They're just the kind of people you sit down with and they're just like infectious and they, they explain it really well. And they it's Hungerford, right? Like... Yeah. Yeah. Like people like Hungerford are just very, very good at that kind of thing for those of us that aren't <laughs> um, like just, just aren't uh, having that level of like breakdown, I think can do a lot. And a lot of companies just don't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. don't don't put that much thought into it well right? and it's really hard like what mechanics are are engaging but simple enough right what what ideas mm-hmm. in the game are yeah. relevant but also I mean, we, we kind of get ahead. into that that game design the game design concept of the the um what is it the the like minimum viable product right mm-hmm. where in a sense with a demo you're like what is the absolute minimum viable way to play the game that still gets across enough about the game that makes it interesting. And I think that's yeah. I think that's that's what's not thought about enough mm-hmm. is what breaking, you need to strip down, right? Yeah. yeah, break figuring out what the most important thing about your game is. Like yeah. What is it that sets yours apart? What is it that draws people in? What is the cool thing that your your game does? Well, and I yeah. think I mean like what Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say War Machine is a really good example of that, where there, it has some very unique things to it that are very particular, but are easy to miss if you're not demoed correctly. Uh, in that it's like, what are the things that make this game very specifically unique, right? And it's resource allocation in the form of like battle group stuff, mm-hmm. you know, focus and fury. It's the nature of a war caster as a model. Mm-hmm. And that's in a lot of respects. And, and then... Um, Position. Like power, uh, power attacks, position, oh, right? being attacks. able to, being yep. able, yeah, power attacks and being able to move things around. Yep. Uh, that's like the three main things. And I found that when people talk about demos, uh, for games like War Machine, the ones that are the most successful, are the ones that focus on that, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and focus on those things that make the game unique. And that's the tricky part is is figuring out, all right, what makes our game unique. Oh, and that's what's so cool about Monpok is that it's really easy to break down what makes the game interesting. Yeah, just it, like, yeah, it's just like yeah. I'm gonna throw your monster into a building. Ma- Monpok and... may just by its base design have one of the strongest demo experiences. Yeah. in miniature gaming, right? It's it's yeah, perfect. It, the core it, mechanic matches perfectly with the aesthetic. It's why people are interested in the game in the first place, and it just works out. And like, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of units and crap. You mostly just eat those so you can throw monsters into buildings. Well, and, <laughs> and I think Monpok has some strengths too, in the sense that it it does 
it does really reward skill, but it's also like the things you learn in the demo are basically the game, Mm -hmm. right? And everything that gets more complicated past that is kind of meta in a way. It's yeah. All right. How do we optimize these basic mechanics that yeah. you've already learned? That's now, why. That's part of why I, I double throw monsters, right? Yeah. It's part of why. Yeah. Monpok is. It's. It's just a really good game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they, they. They made a good game, and. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. So okay. Step one in making a good demo: make a good game. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. that does help. If your game but, is good, that definitely goes a long well, way. Well, and so I think what we're underselling here is the theme like what is like what they want out of the game is mm-hmm. baked into each and every aspect of montauk like yeah from from the dice to the movement to like the aesthetic design like all the sculpts and all the buildings like at every step they were aware of what is cool about their game well, and yeah. I think Marvel Crisis Protocol yeah. did a very similar kind of thing, right? Like, if you look at their demo setup, and if you look at their game, their cool things are all the heroes have superpowers, your affiliation matters, and you can chuck buildings at each other. And you can chuck sick. cars at people, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's to me, it's you can chuck cars at people, and that's that's where that game opens up to me, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. oh, can I throw this car? I remember I played it with my, my literal seven-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and... The moment he got excited when he was he he's playing uh who's he playing? He's playing Venom. Yep. And he just points at a car and goes, Can I throw that at you? And I'm like, Hell yeah, you can. (laughs) (laughs) You go, little buddy. (laughs) Yeah. And even if like even if that's not the thing that sells it on you, there's so many other strong things like the IP is really good, the design of the like the movement system is really nice, like all the other things about it that are just kind of baked in. Cause like my my five year old likes the throwing things at you, but he what he likes even more than that is walking up to you and hitting you with Mjolnir, like with Thor. He's just like, I want to hit you with the hammer, and I'm like, go for it, dude, because that's kind of what <laughs> Thor does. That it's absolutely, that's <laughs> absolutely a thing you can do, little buddy. Yeah. Yep. And their scenarios also like that's the other thing we were talking about how Monpok, um like from the the ground up is designed in such a way it's like i know what i am marvel crisis protocol is the same way because the scenarios are like i'm playing this huge fight scene in a comic book i gotta go pick Mm -hmm. up the hammer so that the bad guy can't pick up the hammer and then when i get the hammer i get to hit things really hard with the hammer it's like yep this is simple it's easy to explain it's engaging from the second you put it on the table like yep and and it's uh what is it Ludo narrative synergy, like the the gameplay mechanics match the story you're trying to tell. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. Which I think is also uh, really important. And I mean, we're not. This is obviously not just the demo process. This is like build a good game, please. Um, but <laughs> it certainly helps if you can pare your game down to like simpler versions of really cool things that the game is going to do or even just really cool things that the game is going to do so so i think what we've kind of so far distilled down is that you have to be able like in order to in order to have a good demo experience your game can be whatever you want it to be if it's a good game right it doesn't matter like we've looked well in in this case a good game means a consistent thematic pull that draws everything together. Yep. But 
could the game have that as part of it and not the entire thing and still use that as the demo? Sorry, say that again. So like, <clears throat> what's a good example of this? So like, uh, let's say, oh, let's use Warhammer as an example, I guess. So like a huge part of that game, like the intricate, interesting parts of Warhammer are moving things around to deny your opponent points based on your positioning. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the way that you build into that game, usually for most new players, is you get a small squad of dudes who are your guys. And then you play Crusade, which is a highly, highly tuned, like not like balance tuned, but like experience tuned uh, set of missions and upgrades and things that let you take your little squad of guys into like God slaying heroes. And it sells you on what the thing that Games Workshop does is so incredibly well, which is that this is your army and you can make it as cool as you freaking want to. Right. And so they, that is part of Warhammer, right? Like being able to customize your army, like all of your individual models, paint schemes, whatever. That's a huge part of it. But the actual interesting gameplay parts of it from like a higher level game design perspective don't matter as much in the beginning because they're taking the part of it that's easy to package and sell to people and selling that and then using that as the buy-in to get them into the point where they're committed enough to care about the other thing. Sorry to argue about the rules. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. You know what I mean though, right? Like, yeah. This this is a different example of of getting people in with excellent demo design, but it's yeah, it's, it's doing and it in so such that's a way that where that's where the demo design takes front and center rather than trying to make the core game mechanics function for new players. Right, and, and that's I think what we've landed on is that the game itself, as long as it's got some draw to it, it can use that draw as the new player experience to well, to engage yeah, with I think, people. I think what we're saying is understanding that draw and getting it in, you know, a five minute you know, the first five minutes of a demo is mm -hmm. more important than anything else. Yeah, I think that's probably probably true. And so I think then Because all the all the rest of is solvable, right? Like what order should I teach rules in? Well you should build up on, you know, you should go from most interesting to least interesting. You should build up from simple to complex. But mm -hmm. the the answer to what makes my game interesting, what makes my game better than other games, that's a hard question. That's something that you need to design from the very beginning. Right. Or uh, evolve to the point where you've got it if you don't start yeah. with it. Right. Because like Warhammer started as like an RPG kind of, right? And mm -hmm. now it's a highly tactical like movement game with with importance on like positioning of of to steal objectives. But what it was really good at originally was being a role playing game. And so they're still selling people on that, like, you know, 40 years after the fact. And it's super effective because people love that part of it. Right. Whereas we're looking at new modern games like Marvel Crisis Protocol and Conquest who have built all of their games to like like all of the all of the game itself to be the thing that they want to sell you because it's starting from a position where they can do that. And so I think it doesn't really like I think it doesn't matter what your game is. 
you can build a demo process for it that will be engaging, that won't be overwhelming, that will be chunkable so that you can gradually build on itself. Mm -hmm. But that's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, I think that's what many game companies skip is they're like, look, if we have a good game, we don't need to think about the first you know hour of anyone's experience. It's a good mm -hmm. game; they're gonna like it, right? Absolutely. But, like, if what, why take the chance? You know that one in ten players are gonna have a negative play experience and just not come back. Mm -hmm. When you can, yeah, and it's like the thing that frustrates me is it's like designing these demo experiences, like coming up with a bunch of pictures that, um, like, like Chandler was talking about for Conquest, mm -hmm. that's gonna take less time than designing like two new models, like. Oh yeah, well, and it's it's so much less like. It's not that anybody can do it. But it's it's a thing that people that don't have specific artistic skills or development skills can do, right? Because you can get like a group of people together and just like well, it, figure out what the yeah. fun part is, right? It doesn't matter if yep. you're like the game designer. You can play the game and be like, okay, this is the part I enjoyed. And then somebody else can be like, yeah, I enjoyed that and I also enjoyed this. And between like four or five, maybe six people, you can probably find consensus on these three things were the things that everybody loved. So we're going to make the demo experience about that. Yep. Yeah, and you can trial and error your way to get get like the setup right and the number of stuff right and like right. Like, well, and you, know, you can the... even like get to that point without game designers doing anything about it, and then be like, "Here, game designer, these are the three things we love. Please make us a scenario for oh, us. Oh yeah, make make a scenario where that happens consistently. Yeah, and that's yeah. like super efficient use of everybody's time. Yeah. So. I guess, like, let's talk about why, like, why does that not happen? Or why do we think that doesn't so, happen? And why do we think it's happening more now? So think about, so before people started designing good demo experiences, mm -hmm. think about how people got into these games. Well, there wasn't really the internet as much. Yep. So they so got you, in you, because their friends were playing. Okay, so that's the, okay, they you're saw going something for the neat on a shelf, right? Yeah. So they yeah, saw something on a shelf. Jaden's describing the good outcome and Chandler's okay. describing the bad outcome. So like there are two things that could happen. Either you and a bunch of friends are like, Oh, I love giant stompy robots. Let's let's figure out how this works, and you all make mistakes together and you all learn together. Mm -hmm. The yeah. bad version is you walk in and you see someone else playing and you're like, Oh, I want to do that. And they're like, Yeah, sure. And then they beat your ass for like, you know, 15 20 games and you're like yeah that's just how tabletop war games go work why would i why would i change that mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's fair i mean that is that is a a pretty interesting point like who makes games gamers what have most gamers experienced up to this point bad demos right <laughs> <laughs> therefore demos are bad therefore demos are bad like, but like seriously though like think about think about how huge of uh an influence like tradition in this is a bad description of tradition, but I'm using it because it fits my narrative here. Um, think about like a, how huge of a precedent that is, right? Like yeah. this is the way it's always been. Therefore must always be like this. And there's no point in looking for anything else. Cause somebody else would have figured I mean, it out. It works for me. Right. Well, and like, and think about how young 
demos for games are. Like Legend of Zelda, the the very first one, mm-hmm. they just plopped you into a dungeon. Oh yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like they they said, here, take this sword, and that was the end of it. Yeah, like you 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 were on your own. Well, and then that, that's funny. That was if, only that was only forty years ago. <laughs> yeah, and it, but but it's like look at look at what happened next. After that, you got Pokemon, which has a very similar looking game. Right, you're a top down moving around the map, interacting with the environment, but they actually sort of included a mini tutorial, right? Um, what are you referring to? I'm referring to, oh, maybe yellow and blue and maybe yellow, blue and red didn't have this. No, OG did that. Okay. By the time you got to silver, which is the first one I played, there was like in your, you had to leave the village a certain way and you instantly got into a fight in the first patch of grass that you got into. And the game was like, okay, here's your attacks. You can use them like this. So the tutorial system for red and blue is actually fucking fascinating Mm -hmm. um, because it is not in the game at all. The tutorial for the for the the original Red and Blue was watching the TV show. Like the TV yeah, show sure. walks you through all the mechanics, like type advantages, when to switch Pokemon, like and the cool thing about it is that works on an audience that can't read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no for sure. Which is which is fascinating cuz like yeah, really we all started like a lot of us did get our first demo games first demos of games or our first experience with video games uh, our generation at least was the tail end of the one where they didn't exist right yeah and we're the ones designing games now a lot of us yeah well yeah and and we, we were like so fascinated by stuff like god of war where it's like yeah the tutorial is just fucking badass <laughs> we're talking about the playstation yeah, just... 4 version right where you have to fight the the other god well, so no, no, the very, no. The... OG God of War. Okay. Yeah, like, the original God of War's first level is just like, you, welcome you to this shit, buddy. Yeah, you yeah. strangle <laughs> Hydra with your bare hands. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Incredibly over the top. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the PlayStation 1 uh, that I, the first one that I played, which was like 5, I think, uh, you go on a little hunting trip with your son, and then yeah, no, the, Loki the shows God up. Of War, yeah. And yeah. uh, maybe not Loki. One of the other gods shows up and it teaches you how to beat the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. I know who it is, but it's technically a spoiler because they don't say his name in the first while of the game. But cool. I haven't gotten more than like 30 minutes into that. So, I, yeah, whatever. Another god shows up and you beat the crap mm-hmm. out of him. But like, that's a great tutorial, right? Like it grabs your attention. Yep. And that's exactly what we're talking about, where it the mechanics that you learn in the demo have nothing to do with how the game actually works. Mm-hmm. But it have everything to do with why you're playing the game. Yeah. Right. And if you can and the ideal experience for a demo is where you can take why you're you're playing the game and mesh it with how the game works as much mm-hmm. as possible without like blunting that experience. And so, I can definitely sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say that a really old example of this that's way ahead of its time in this context, uh, was Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um so the tutor- yeah. the tutorial is you fight the final boss with all of all of the weapons you get at the end of the game. So it's, you're it like, was a, like it was yeah, it was like the classic originator of that, right? The, yeah. the idea of here's here's the end game. Now we're gonna take it all away from you, right? And you build it back. Which up. is like which is like classic games tropes now, but back then that was like that was, yeah, that was like exactly. Metroid Fusion, right? Like yeah. that that game was similar. 
Oh, Metroid does that all the time. Metroid, yeah. that's just, that's standard Metroid at this point. <laughs> well, it's like, that's what we're talking about, right? It yeah. it shows you what you're building towards in a way that, and then carefully tunes it so that you don't have to understand all the complicated mechanics, mm. but you can still go, wow, that's fucking cool. I want to do that again. Right. And yeah. builds you back up to that over the course of the game. And miniature yeah. games are slowly catching up to that. Because like, I think... For me, the first one that I've I'd seen was Marvel Crisis Protocol. It sounds like the Conquest one is similar, where I played the demo game with my brother, and we were instantly mm. like, okay, we're going to go buy more of these, right? And that's what yeah. you want it to do. You want it to be so gripping that it's like, okay, so this is just what the demo was, but I want to add this hero to my roster because he's cool, and I've, I've seen that he's got this ability that I think will be cool with this other hero that I've already gotten to play with once and kind of understood how it works. Yeah. And, and that's what you want it to be like whereas i walked away from the note going jesus christ crossbone is terrible oh we walked away from it then <laughs> doing that too but yeah that was kind of like third it's string a, to all the, the other stuff the, the classic marvel crisis protocol demo experience man that was sick this guy sucks though <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a hundred percent of the time yeah it was just funny because he's actually really good in the affiliation and place that you need him to be but yeah well, uh, it, it, I see that, that that's kind of what I was talking about with her. So it's like, I walked away from that demo going, wow, one of these sides is just way weaker than the other. That's frustrating. It's, mm. it's like, it's not actually accurate, but no, it's not giving that impression is really devastating. That kept me out of the game for almost a year. Mm. Well, and I think like, I think this is kind of the part that we haven't discussed at all, which is how do you train your players to give the demo in a, in a way that's like helpful, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I'm not sure that we've actually figured out an answer for that yet. Because well, like, sorry, this ahead. is what brought up the topic in the first place. So I put, I get, I finished the first round of my first Ribbonstone game mm-hmm. and I'm down by a number of points than any other game would have just ended the game. Right. And and I'm like, why are we even still playing? And I get to the end of the game and I actually won it. Mm -hmm. I said that in the first place. But that that very first impression is so important. And Mm -hmm. giving the wrong impression like that can cost you players. That's exactly what we're what we're trying to avoid in the demo process, where it's like this is a long term tempo game. You can't pay attention to what happens in the very first round, right? Yeah. And well, it's, and like, it's it's a problem how, that like, we're gonna how, have. How do you build that into the rules, right? Yeah. Well, right, because like if you think about a video game, it does it for itself, right? And like there's a lot of video game demos now, like the the entry levels, where if you don't press the button at the right time to do the move that you're supposed to do the demo will give you an extra few seconds, right? Yes. Then, then yeah, like they can the do action. a lot of a lot of things that you don't notice, but tabletop yes. games don't have that luxury. Right, and so this is this is going to be a problem that you kind of need to address. Now, and there's a bunch of ways to do it, like uh, Parabellum the, with the Vanguards, right? If you've got mm-hmm. a group of people that's trained up on how to do this, like what they've got is fantastic. I would argue that they should put out some video content saying like yeah this is how you run this demo you should always move this you stand of things first and this is what you should and do with it first ex- explain this concept using that yeah. yep and then and yeah. then you should like 
let your opponent do whatever they want. But by the end of the third round, they need to have done these four things, right? Like, and that's, and you are not allowed to do this and you are not allowed to do this and you are not allowed to do this and you are not allowed to do this. And like other things, like maybe uh, there should be special versions of the cards for whichever side the demoer is on so that they're weaker, maybe, right? Like these are all things. Or or they just say, quote, accidentally forget these special rules. Or like get one less attack per guy or, right? Like, and this is a kind of thing that is really new to tabletop gaming and also a lot harder to pull off because not everybody's going to be able to do it as gracefully, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's the real trick of tabletop games, right? It's both what makes them unique in, in that they are a very direct personal social experience, but they don't have necessarily the structure that like a board game has, right? Like a board game. It's like, you can design the tutorial into the board game because you're both just following the rules, right? For the most mm-hmm. part. Now there's a certain degree of choice, but, but the next step up from that is obviously like a, something like a video game where the tutorials can be, they, there's no personal involvement. Like they design it and that's the thing you do. <laughs> and like, you're having to deal with a person on a social level, which mm-hmm. is always going to be a barrier, right? It yeah. just always is. Cause there's just some, some people can't handle being around other people. Um, it turns out, uh, so it's, yeah, it's definitely like, it's a very tricky thing that you have to figure out because you're ha- you're having to give as many resources resources as you can but also remember that there's just only there is to a certain degree only so much you can do because you're dealing with people's ability to to talk to one another effectively yeah and you can teach you can you can lead a demo to water but you can't make them drink <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so maybe maybe in the future we have another episode where we talk about how to give demos because I think that's probably a really interesting um, and important conversation to have. And it might be really good to even like draft up a bunch of rules for ourselves for like one or two different game systems, try them out on new people, mm-hmm. compare notes, and then draft some more. That would be a really interesting experiment um, to just you know have that kind of thing. Because I don't... I could be wrong about this, but this feels like the kind of thing that companies probably don't do very often is like, we're going to dry run a whole bunch of different ways that we want this demo to work on new players from a bunch of different people, right? Like that's uh, miniature, miniature, game companies, miniature gaming, miniature game companies. Yeah. Cause it's expensive and it's time consuming and parsing the, parsing the data is hard. But we could do I feel it. Like none of those things are true. Like it's like, one salary for two weeks like yeah fair enough i don't i don't know what the margins are on many companies but i think the problem is they don't see the value in it they don't see or it's it's just not something that's been done so they don't know how to do it so yeah that's maybe more more a better way to describe that Mm -hmm. but i think it's i think it's certainly a thing that is worth looking at I don't know, quite seriously, I think, for a number of people. like, Well, yeah, because we, we know this about all media. The first five minutes are more important than anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, yeah, and as far as I'm aware, there's not a whole lot of research out there about this, which naturally makes me want to do it, because that's really cool. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like teaching in general, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
100%. Okay. See, it is possible to Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to design, design a whole new research field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you have to, you have to write up a paper that you'll use to try to get government funding in order to uh, further study the effects and your best method is probably going to be to figure out some way that it ties into the military. There you go. Got funding. <laughs> well, they are war games. So. We did uh, it. We solved. We solved. We solved miniature war gaming. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, immaculate. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, I think it's an interesting discussion. Uh, let us know what you all think because that's the thing is this is one of those things where i'm very curious to hear what people's demos experiences are like because it's a, it's a really fascinating thing because it has to do with it's a weird combination of the game the person demoing and the person being demoed right like you're all mm -hmm. kind of complicit and, in how that experience plays out and then but... you, yeah and you need the rules to bend in a way that it actually works out because you, like you need the randomness to not screw you over in your demo mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely definitely super interesting. Um so yeah, let us let us know what uh what your kind of experiences have been like. So I would I would definitely be very curious to hear that. Um so yeah. In the meantime, I think that's probably about all we got to talk about. So I wanna give big thanks to Brady Sports on Patreon because you're all super neat and you all give great demos. <laughs> uh <laughs> um if you want to check that out, it's patreon.com slash LOS War Machine. See all the tiers we've got on there. We're having a lot of kind of things shake up over the next uh, couple of weeks. So um, we I don't know exactly what the tiers are all going to look like coming up soon. Because we got some tweaks to those. But we know that you're going to be able to have access to things like color names of the Discord. Ability to vote on uh, topics we've got coming up. And we'll be adding more and more things to there over time as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um outside that if you go to our website which is elvisformachine.com except that it won't be before very long what's the new one again lineofsitewargaming.com lineofsitewargaming.com just type all of those letters it might just be line uh, of sight gaming hold on double checking no it's wargaming uh oh um we did it uh yeah so um yeah check that out uh it should should be up pretty soon so keep an eye out for when august 1st we'll 2022 that's that's the goal. Nice. Very cool. Uh, and our uh, you'll see an announcement about that on our Facebook, which is just line of sight. Uh, you can give that a like, see all the stuff we got going on in there, or shoot us a message. And if you hit up our show notes, you would find our Discord. And that's it. Good team. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you guys next week with whatever we're talking about. Bye. You never know. We don't have a schedule. What do you think this is? Yet. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>